Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Okay, y'all ready for the word? This is the year of 5784. You say, well, what is that? That is the number of the Hebrew calendar, Jewish calendar. Obviously, we go by the Gregorian calendar, and our year is 2024. In the Hebrew Hebrew letters, each one has a name, a meaning, and a numerical value. So... Let's say, let's say for some of you scholars, what's the number five mean? Grace. Yes. I don't know about you, but I need God's grace. What about seven? What is seven? Completion. Completion. Total sanctification will happen when we get to heaven. But he's completing us every day. Amen. Number eight. New beginnings. Wow. I love new beginnings. I love how God makes every day a new day for us. And then number four is what? Creation of God. Creation of God. So... There is going to be a lot of sub-meaning, sub-meanings to the year 5784. But here's the main meaning, meaning of 5784. Ready? It's the year of the open door. It's the year of the open door. I don't know about you, but how many are ready for new open doors in 2024? I mean doors that just blow your mind. Doors that you didn't even think about that God has in store for you. He's just waiting for our obedience. He's just waiting to see if we'll give him all the glory. You can't touch his glory now. He's just waiting to see if we'll totally surrender to his will and not our will. But here's the thing about doors. To have an open door, when you walk up to a door and it's locked, what do you need? Key, right? So our keys gives us access to the door. Correct? Y'all walking with me? You don't have to turn there, but Matthew 16, 19 says, this is familiar to some, I will give you the singular, plural, plural. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you forbid on earth will be permitted in heaven. 
Keys are a symbol of authority. Why? Because it gives you access into a door that maybe nobody else has access to. It's authority. You may want to go into a door, but you don't have the key for that door. But if you have the key, I've got authority to walk into that door and to walk through that door. And whatever, ready? Whatever's on the other side of that door is mine. Oh, y'all not getting it. We d- Many times, somebody will give you a key to a door, that door that you've never been in, and on the other side of the door, you don't even know what's there. Until you walk, until you open that door with a key, and you walk in and see what's on the other side of that door, and it's things that you never thought you would have access to. Here in this verse, it means authority and power to carry out the work of Christ. The binding and loosening, for you scholars, is past tense, passive Greek. And all that means, I just did that for the scholars, all that means is that the binding and loosening have already occurred. I'm going to preach to myself. I may take my own offering up, lay hands on myself, (laughs) fall out, pick myself back up. Because you guys, like, we got to get this. God is opening doors for faith center that we've never walked through before. He's taking us places that we've never been before. So Jesus was indicating to the the apostles, you already have the keys to the doors that I'm telling you about. We must realize today that we're already in possession of the keys to the new door in 2024. But here's where we get stuck sometimes. Old keys will not open new doors. I don't like change. Stay in that old door then. Here's some old old keys represent this. I'm just never going to change. I'm just never going to change. Well, do you believe there's a God? How many people... Uh, I'm just, this is just the way I am. Just the way I am. No, that's the way you choose to be. That's not, that's not biblical. I, 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 how about this one? How about this one? I was just born this way. Now let's, let's systematically think about this. I was born this way. Okay, so that means when you're born, you have needs that you should not have needs for as you get older. So I got high school on up in here. 
So when we're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, we should not need a pacifier. We should not be wearing diapers anymore. No, we... we. Can I tell you a funny story? It just came to me. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm going to tell it. Lori and I was taking some senior adults one time to Branson City. We had this big, you know, one of the big buses and his luxury. Last trip we went on, it seemed like some of them just complained about everything. And we're, we're in luxury now. And my wife had this grand idea. And she brought a pacifier, <laughs> had a string on it, and said that the little things and all this other stuff, we're not going to complain about on this, on this trip. And whoever does gets to wear this. That's the sweetest group of people <laughs> I ever took to Branson City. I'm telling you what. So we weren't, we're not like we were when we were born. If we are, then something's wrong. I would just always be poor and be like this, and, and this is the way that it's going to be. God just never hears my prayer. He hears everybody else's prayer, but he doesn't hear mine. Well, maybe it's because you never allow him to speak to you. You do all the talking when you need something, and you don't sit back and just listen. Don't do nothing. Just listen. Just sit there. Listen. Old keys represent blatant sin. That, that sin that we continue doing, even though last Sunday we came on the altar and said we repented. You did not repent. You had an apology to God. This is not a place to apologize on. This is a place to die on. We have choices to make, but the power that is in us is greater than the powers in the world. So that means the dunamis power, the dynamite power that is inside of us is greater than the power of that sin. We got to tap into that power. Why would I want to leave what the flesh wants? Here's why. Because you love Jesus more than that sin. If you fall in love with him, then you will have the desires of him, not the flesh. Are you going to be perfect? No, you're not. But I'll tell you this. The ones that you love... You want to serve. It should be a natural overflow. 
If I love you, I want to spend time with you. I want to serve you. I want to have communication with you. Why? Because I love you. Some of us, some of us know Jesus, but have we fell in love with him? You may be saved, but you have not made him Lord of your life. You want to go to heaven and get your ticket punched, but you still want to live like you want to. That's why people start changing the Bible, because this, because they want the Bible to say what they want to do. They want a Jesus that looks like them, not a Jesus that will change them. Bad relationships, that's an old key. Move on. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. But anybody, you probably heard me say, what's the 10th gift? Remember? The gift of goodbye. <laughs> sometimes we get a love from a distance, and sometimes we got to move on because their interest and our interest is different. Move on. Goodbye. See, old keys represent a false identity. Pastor John talked about last week. And identity is the lens through which you see yourself. Let me say that again. Your identity is the lens through which you see yourself. So when you look at yourself, who do you see? Do you see what has happened to you, who people say you are, people's defined you, people have hurt you, you're angry? Is that what you see? Then that's what you're going to get. Every morning we have, a, we have a choice. Are we going to be in a good mood, bad mood? That's our choice. It's our choice. You know, we'll give, we'll give ourselves a few days, but not 365. That's like, that's just who I am. Well, that's not what the Bible says you are. That's not what the Bible, that's not what Jesus gives you as a Christian. I can't find it anywhere where he gives you, he gives you the gift of anger. I can't find it anywhere. So anger has a root cause that needs to be taken care of. I ask people all the time, I'm like, why are you so mad? Y'all have people in your life you like to ask that question to? I just gave you permission. Why are you so mad? Like I know I might make mistakes, but Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. But the good news is, the keys to new doors represents favor. Let me give you some old Kentucky stuff. Favor ain't fair. It just ain't fair. Because I'll tell you what, the Lord will send favor 
on you. Other people look, Lord Jesus, why they got that stuff for? Because they love Jesus and they're serving him. You need to understand something. Everybody may see your glory, but they don't understand your story. Man, they have no idea. I can't believe he's got that. I can't believe they do that. I can't. You have no idea what it was 30 years ago. You have no idea. You just see now. I used to go and speak at. Um, master level classes on church leadership and at the time we had mo- uh, we were running multiple services and everything and so these guys would come up and say you know man I just want to be like you I said really believe me you do not you do not They have no idea where you've been and where you are right now, Monday through Saturday, does not look like Sunday. Favor just ain't fair. How about blessings? Blessings. It's it's them blessings that it's more than you can think or ask. He blesses you even though you may not deserve it. But he still blesses us. I'm thankful that I serve a God that loves me in spite of me sometimes. New keys represent, new doors represent opportunities. Opportunities that you say, I didn't even see that coming. A new job that you, like, I cannot believe They're asking me to join this team. What an honor it is. Or, you know, they just called me in and they just gave me an incredible raise. I didn't even see that coming. That's the stuff that God can do. But ready for this one? Here's the one nobody wants to talk about. New doors can also represent challenges and suffering. My amens are getting less, but I still had a few. (laughs) Let me say something. I got to move on. Lord Jesus. We're going, this may blow some of your minds, but we're going to go through suffering on earth. Okay? Some of it is your own fault. Well, the devil did. No, you did it. Don't give him credit for something you did. Some of it, somebody else did to you. And some of it is from the devil himself. 
If the devil's not attacking you, then you're not doing nothing. You're just not doing nothing. If he's not trying to attack you and bring things into your life, even though you got power over him, he knows that more than you do. See, Satan cannot create anything. He can only counterfeit it. He can only counterfeit the gloriousness of God's creation. And all the good stuff he tries to counter, counterfeit it to the bad. So don't give him credit for something that he cannot do. So suffering's going to come. Look at all the great men and women in the Bible. Did they have suffering? So maybe it's not, oh, God, nobody else goes through what you put me through. All right, I can't believe you did this to me. I tithe, I go to church, I do all this stuff, and you still... It's like one, one suffering to another suffering to another suffering. Like, can you give me a break? He's like, it is finished. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. So that means that he's given us everything we need Oh, we already got the keys to our battle. Is it going to be, do we still live in humanity and all that? Yes. Do we need to grieve things? Yes. But the bottom line is, we don't stay there. We go through it with the help of God and with other men and women of God to walk with us. But we don't, the pit is not where God's going to keep me. I'm coming out. New 2024, we're coming out. We're coming out. I got to skip some things. I got to skip some things. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let me, let me say this real quick. I'm still in my introduction, y'all. I got, I got to go. I got to go. Every door that comes open to you, ready, may not be for you. You better pray through it before, because it may, it may, hey, I'm telling you, somebody may be opening a door for you that's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Don't take that key until you know it's from God. And may I say this to married couples? If both of you are not in unity about it, don't do it. Well, I'm the head of the house. Yeah, but when mama's happy, everybody's happy. See, y'all ain't been married as long as I have. It'll be 40 years this year, right? 40 years. 
Hey, in Kentucky, hey, because I'm still young. We, we get married young, y'all know in Baduka. <laughs> Lord. The odds of our marriage going this long because we were so young, not good. But God. So make sure that door is from the Lord and that if, if you're married, that both of you have peace about it. If you're not, you're single, but you've got a best friend that walks through life with you, make sure that both of you have unity about it. Don't walk alone because that's where Satan will get you. Don't walk alone. Now, turning your Bibles to Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 43. This is maybe familiar to some of you. Hey, Steve. Will you get that little thing over there where I can put beside this? Thank you. Whoops. Thank you. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years in constant, with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his road. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. Everyone denied it. Y'all lying. Y'all touching him. I didn't do it. <laughs> and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing in against you. Well, then they just admitted they lied. And it, you've got to read scripture and look at it now. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and, and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter. Daughter. See, that's where you get your identity from. Daughter. Not who he said you are. Not who your parents said you are. Well, that guy just crushed my heart. Give him the tenth gift of the Spirit and move on. He can, listen, the only ones that can define you is who created you. Oh, my, my. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. Here we have a woman bleeding for 12 years. Doctors couldn't help her. She's out of money. She's not even been able to go out in public for 12 years. Or she'd be stoned. Think about this. Let's take it a step further. Not only has she not been able to go out in public, she's not even had a hug in 12 years. 
Not even a hug. Not even a handshake. But one day, she heard Jesus was coming. She had heard about him. But now he's on the way. In one moment, everything else had gone wrong. Nothing's working. In one moment, she realized, I may have a key to that door. I may have a key to that door. So she made up in her mind, you got to read in between the scriptures. This is Jeff's commentary, okay? I'm picturing this like, okay, she's analyzing this thing. If I go out to Jesus, even though he may be able to heal me, I don't know, but it sounds like he can do like good stuff. But if I go out there, they're go- I might not even make it to him, and they're going to kill me. So what am I going to do? Well, I don't want to keep living like this. Sometimes that's where we have to get to make a change. So I can just imagine in her mind, if I die, I die. I'm done living like this. I'm not going to go another day like I have for 12 years. That's where some of us need to hear today. You've got to make up in your mind. Where I'm at right now is not where I want to be. I've been struggling long enough. In 2024 is my year to walk through a different door. Not this door. I got to quit. The excuses have got to go. I got to quit blaming everybody for where I'm at. I got to lose the victim mentality. And I got to realize that my God is greater than the junk I've been through. But I got to know it for myself. I've got to accept it to myself. Can you imagine? Here she is. Jesus is getting closer. And can you imagine? She said, here's what I'll do. If I stand up, they'll see me. What if I crawl? She gets down on her knees. That's where repentance will take you. Every knee will bow. The greatest, they talked about Hitler today. Hitler's knee's going to bow. And she said, if he's that powerful, all I have to do is just touch him a little bit. So she had faith rose up in her. And she, st- and she starts crawling. 
and everybody, you know, there's a multitude of people, and they're crowding around her, and they're pushing her, but they're not paying attention to her because she's crawling, so they don't really know who she is. And she just keeps crawling. And she gets closer and closer. And you know when she gets really close, what's she looking for? Just that opening where she can just lunge. If I can just touch the hem. Some of us, when it touches face, and we want the full glory before we prostrate ourselves and be humble in the small beginnings, is what she did. And her faith rose up in her. What have I got to lose? And she lunges and just touches the very bottom of his robe, just the very bottom, and immediately, Jesus stops, who touched me, you know she's thinking, oh my gosh, but don't you think at that moment, she might have knew. You women may be able to answer this one. Like, something's different. Then she didn't care what anybody thought. When you're in the presence of Jesus, you... It don't matter who you're in front of, the atheist, the old friend, you're going to stand. I'm not going to bow before the men of this world. Who touched me? She used her key. Maybe not like we would do. Jesus, if you just, if you just touch me, just, just touch me. I don't, I don't believe any of that. Like, I just need you to touch me. She didn't do that like other people did. Other people asked him to pray for them for healing. She didn't do that. If you want to get really technical, she transcended time. I don't have time to unpack that. But when this was before Jesus went to the cross... And by his stripes we are healed. He didn't go to her. She went to him. Peter, who likes to talk. Well, everybody's touching you. What do you mean? No. Power. Dunamis. Came out of me. Glory came out of me. Somebody touched heaven on earth. And she stood up 
She wasn't afraid. When you're in the presence of God and got the mighty power and Holy Spirit of God on you, he will give you boldness. He'll give you boldness to stand. Like Popper said, you know, a year ago, I wouldn't stand up here. But today, I'll stand and I'll talk because of the power that he put inside of her. And you have inside of you if you know Jesus Christ. Daughter, can you imagine 12 years and it's over? I had enough faith to walk through a new door instead of staying in my own door, the door that was comfortable, the door that I knew, the door that I didn't even know was making me miserable. A lot of people want to stay comfortable even though they're miserable. She didn't do that. Passion and faith collided. If you're in love with someone, you're passionate about them. I'm passionate to spend time with them. That collided at that moment. So this morning, let's declare that boundaries that once existed, you have prayed for, you have waited for, and this is the year of the open door for you. Let's declare that over our life. Like, this is the year, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you. I'm going to walk in obedience. This is the year of the open door. I'm not going to pay attention to what the news said. Because my God, what he says is greater than what's on CNN, Fox, CNBC, all that other stuff. My God owns all of it. He owns it all. I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to pay attention to the promises of God that he's made on our lives. I'm going to walk in them promises. I'm going to be obedient to him. I want to read his word, not look at the news. The open door, the prophecies that's been given to you. This is the year of the open door. This is the year that God could open that door for you. And you didn't even know. You may have forgot about it until that door opens. But ladies and gentlemen, this year, because of who God is and the plan that he has for us, even before we was in our mother's womb, I think one of the saddest moments will be when we bow before him and we do not fulfill our destiny. When he says, I had all this more for you. But you said, no. I've given you the keys. And you decide you want to lose them. Use them. This is the year. I'm going to close with this. Not only personally, 
but face center also. I believe and I hopefully we believe that God is going to bring us people that do not know him. That's looking for something different. Last week, I got a call from my daughter in Indiana and she said, Dad, I got to talk to you. And I said, okay, what's up? And she said, we have had three suicides in 24 hours. And one was a 15-year-old who both parents are doctors. Good parents. I've known the family, oh Lord, probably since 04. They're finding out that what the world said would be good is only bringing more turmoil and chaos and hurt to their life. They've heard about Jesus, but now they're ready to see Jesus. They've heard us preach, but they're, le- they're ready to see the Lord working through people to carry out the kingdom of God. And Pastor John has done an incredible job of preparing, laying a foundation for God to use. And he has brought you here for such a time as this. The question is, here's the question. What will we do with this moment? What will we do with it? Well, we're just really busy. Everybody's busy. I get it. But how much is one soul worth to us? How much is giving someone hope that wants hope worth to you? When he's brought you out. He didn't bring you out just to where you can go live your life. He brought you out to go help bring somebody else out. So I want to talk to three groups of people as I close. To some here today, your first key to this door is the key to be born again. See, here's what we here's where sometimes we miss it. When you may when you're a born again in Christ, 
You leave your old life. Not going to be perfect. And you're in a process. But your desires change. You can't live like you used to. Something's different on the inside of you. Can't do it. And when you try, you're so convicted that you'll stop. If the devil ever says you're not a Christian, think about the times you just, you just sinned and you were convicted by it. Then to tell, tell the devil, go back to hell where he come from. You're ready to stop what you've been doing and say yes to the one who created you, has a plan for your life, and is ready to take you places where you're not a taker anymore. You're now a giver. And there's no, there is nothing more fulfilling than giving to somebody else. Nothing. Nothing. In the second group, here today, in this, your first new door is, I'm saved, but I'm not living for him. And the conviction is upon me. Your heart right now is beating really fast right now. I hear people say, man, you preached a sermon, that was just for me. You know how many people tell me that? We're all got stuff. And you're ready to have what God has prepared for you in 2024. You're ready to say, I'm all in. I repent. I'm all in. Well, what will people think? Who's more important? What people think or what God thinks? We got to lose that stuff. We got to lose that churchy stuff. What are they going to think if I go along? They're going to think that you love Jesus. That's what they're going to think. And the last group, your door is this. The Lord has been speaking to you about a specific thing that he's called you to do and you continue to put it off. I did that and it don't work out very well. It just don't, believe me. And he puts it on your mind all the time. And you just, I'm just busy like, or I can't do that. Listen, until you, all you have to do is say yes and then he'll equip you for what he's called you to do. If that's what he's called you to do, he's going to equip you for that. But he's not going to equip you fully until you say yes. Why would he? If you're not going to use it, he'll give it to somebody else. But Lord, there was an old gospel song, Don't Pass Me By. Don't pass me by today, Lord. I, I surrender today. I say yes. I'm tired of running. I'm going to ask everybody just to stand. The altar team can come.
Every head bowed. If you're here today and you say, I know I need Jesus in my life. I know to start this year, I need Jesus. I need him as my personal savior. I need to be born again. I love him. I believe that he is who he says he is. And I want to spend eternity with him. If you're here like that, I want you just to look up at me. As I scan the audience. Say, I need to be born again. I need him to be first in my life. Pastor, when you pray and pray for me. I'm going to pray. They're going to sing. The altar is going to be open for you. When you come, if you come to the front, if you need to be saved, please tell them, like, I need Jesus. Make sure you let our prayer team know why you come today, where they can minister to you in your needs. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, have your will and have your way. And may people say yes to you for their new open door in 2024. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.